Other than that, other than yeah, that, you, it's you lead an you lead an awful. Okay. <laughs> other than that, it is theme tunes. Yeah, yeah, we could do. Oh yeah, I've we, written it. We're I've so written it in big. We are. professionals. I'm about to write what it down. Write <laughs> <laughs> the theme tunes. <coughs> oh God. Okay, here we go then. Hello, and believe it or not, we actually have uh, a number for this one today, this episode of Theme Tunes today. Uh, But before I tell you what the number is, let me introduce you to my fellow co-host, Steve Woolley. Hello, Steve. How are you? Well, I'm all right, I suppose. I haven't had any cake for a couple of weeks, which is a bit of a pisser. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm okay. So, welcome to episode... Two four eight of a sound check show, which is theme tunes, and I actually got the title right this week. <laughs> oh God, I've started laughing again. Oh no, oh no, alarms, alarms. You're so professional. Absolutely, yeah. I think I'm a bit hysterical today. I don't know why. I had something exciting happen to me earlier. I had a mask in the post. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What, a COVID one or just a Batman or something like that? I wish it was a Batman. You're not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not allowed to talk about the V word. Oh, sorry. No politics, no COVID-19. Oh, right. oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it was a COVID mask. Yeah, yeah. It's not impregnated with the germs, but uh, it possibly will be, considering where I live. But, yeah. uh, I ordered some, and when we when we looked at it, they came from uh, China. I thought, well, they're just trying to kill us another way. Really. Yes, ab- <laughs> yeah, same with me. I ordered some from China as well, and they <laughs> fell apart when I washed them. Literally oh, fell to pieces. But uh, yes, let's not talk about horrible things. Let's talk about lovely music. So, yeah. Steve, what have you been listening to? Um. Yesterday, I had the uh, new uh, Teske Brothers Live at the Forum in Melbourne album arrive. That was going to be uh, a record store day only thing, but record store days collapsed because of the thing that we can't talk about. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Really good album, really good album. You're obsessed with them. You've (laughs) mentioned them more than anybody. I have got to think about Josh Josh Teske. I I really have. He's uh, he's a sort of man crush of mine, really, at the moment. Are they Australian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're uh, a Melbourne band. And, um, yeah, I've managed to see them, I think, Last but one live uh, band I saw, and they were re- they were really good. Uh, they're a great night out. Mm. Um, apart from that, I caught up with an album that was released last year, and I never got round to purchasing it. Mm. And it was um, P.P. Arnold. Um, oh yeah, I've the, actually heard of her. Yeah, the New Adventures of P.P. Arnold. Um, yeah, she. I mean, she goes back to the the sixties. When she had uh, hit with first cut is the deepest, which was uh, cut and murdered by Rod Stewart. Well, believe it or not, P.P. Arnold, just before the lockdown happened, played at our beloved Tivoli in Buckley. Oh, man, I wish I'd have gone. I would have gone. Um, Yeah. 
Steve Craddock came out of um, Ocean Colour Scene and Paul Weller Band mm. produced, and it's it's a it's a stunner. I think she I think somebody said it was like forty years ago. She actually made her own album. Mm. Um, her history is a bit strange because she was in the Ikets and then jump ship when they came over over here and run off with Steve Marriott him out of the small faces really um, oh yeah yeah him and her and Steve were at a uh, yeah um, a big thing and then she was just um she did a lot of session work um she was so, so had, this is just to give it a bit of context this is sort of mid to late 60s yeah she yeah. worked she actually sang back up on uh, Nick Drake albums Really? Yeah, I, and that's something else I didn't find out until wow. a, uh, a, a few weeks ago. Uh, but a new album, it's it's like it's got touches of the Ronettes and it's sort of Ronnie Spector sound. It's really, really good. I I, I recommend that to anybody. Yeah. Um, the other one was the new Lucinda Williams album. Oh, uh, you've been a fan of Lucinda uh, for years, yeah, haven't you? Yeah. And. You know, a life doesn't get any better. <laughs> it's a car wreck, really, when you listen to her songs. You know, um, it's 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 sort of country rock, but there's um, there's a very Old Testament stuff in there, and and she's not she's she's not leading a good life. There's this one song, and uh, he, he goes up. Well, I you know I, I woke up I was sort of about waking up and I, and uh, about a boyfriend punching her and pissing her on her and pulling Whoa. her chair out. And then he said, and then he wants to give me a kiss. I mean, yeah. oh, dear but Lord. It's, 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 it isn't, it isn't going to give you a, a sort of a, 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 a good morning. No, fuzzy feeling at all. But uh, you what know, do you think like, she actually writes about her life? This is like possibly I true. Think, I think some of it is embellished, of course, but um, I think she's she's just this type of you know. They're always going to pick the wrong one, you know. Yeah. You know, she could walk into a room and there'll be all these guys going, hello, I really like you, I do. And there'll be this, you know, it's a skinny thing in the corner, you know, picking his fingers with a flick knife and say, I like you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he's shrugging his shoulders, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but uh, a re- absolutely a great listen. And the only other thing, uh, Paul Weller, as I normally mention every episode, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've heard tracks off the new album. Uh, oh, what's it like? A, the the song I think that's been uh, was let go on to BBC Two and his uh, radio to him, and there's the new single which is Village, very good. Yeah, uh, and Giles uh, Peterson on Six Music last week played another track called More, which is. Stunning! It's it's a bit trip hoppy to be honest. What? Um, Paul Weller? Yeah, yeah, he's pushing the boundaries. Every album, he he, he mm. pushes the boundaries, and it's another one. Mm. Other than that, the only other thing I've got to talk about is um, I sent you a YouTube link, didn't I? You did uh, for my homework. Uh, uh, Actually, and... before we talk about your YouTube link, I think that um, in in fairness, you you keep giving me homework. Yeah. Uh, and you're educating me on you know music that I probably would never hear. I mean, the only new music I ever really heard was either by chance stuff that I saw on Jules Holland, or things that Wesley would play. Well, Wes, 
lives away now because he's in university. So my feed of different music literally comes from you. So in in an effort to level the playing field a bit, I think maybe I need to start giving you homework on the new wave of British heavy metal. (laughs) I'm not going to get Saxon, am I? Yeah. No, I would never. I would <laughs> never make you endure Saxon. I might. I might actually make you listen to a few rock songs, though. Prepare. Why not? I, why, why not? You know. I've so never please, <laughs> please tell me about the video that you made me watch, which wasn't hard work at all. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, new single dropped by the Allergies. Um, they had a couple of DJs. Um, uh, I think they've done three albums now on the Jalapeno record label. Jalapeno. <laughs> And uh, the new one um, is felony, and it's just—it's just a stomper, isn't it? Really, <laughs> absolutely. It's just, yeah, it just—it's got real good uh, Memphis horns on it, mm. and it's just—it's just brilliant. Yeah. So uh, well, we're quite similar, uh, aren't we? That I think that uh, I—I'm one of those people. I can listen to music or an album, and it can grow on me. But also, and I think this is why I used to be really good at my job when I lived in America and worked for a record label was that I could hear a song the first time I'd go that's it (laughs) and I heard I heard this song and I was like oh my god this is (laughs) fantastic yeah yeah Yeah. I think it's crossed out I've I've heard it on six music quite a lot this week because normally it sort of it goes on to sort of the rather niche programs, the Craig Charles uh, show. Um, Steve, aren't yeah. you a bit old to be listening to Radio Sex? Aren't you supposed to be? You 90? are joking. Most people are listening to... in the seventies. I'm really <laughs> sure of it. If you've got Tom Robinson with his own show, yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was dead at one stage. You know, um, yeah. I'm still young. <laughs> You're still young. Um, you are. Yeah, so um, if you, uh, I think you can't get the single now. I think you can get it as a download. I think you, if you want to buy the actual seven inch, it'll cost you about fifty quid now. But uh, I recommend it. anybody going over to Jalapeno Records, uh, <laughs> check out their other stuff: uh, Smooth and Terrell and um, uh, Aldo Venucci, and uh, they do some great compilations. They do some fantastic compilations. Well worth a dive. Okay, that's. Well, after I after uh, we you sent me the the video of of um, of this, I actually went on the website to look at the other bands that were on their label, yeah. and it's a lovely website. And I contacted them, and just told them briefly about the uh, about the show that we do, and whether or not they could sort of stick us on their press release thing. But uh, yep. I haven't heard anything back yet. But oh, well. these are weird times. <laughs> so they, they are very weird times. They're yeah. very weird. So I'm hoping that I do hear back off them and maybe um, we'll be able to give you some more jalapeno news because their oh. bands are pretty great, aren't they? Oh, great roster. the better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what have I been listening to this week? Well, Paul Weller. <laughs> really? <laughs> See, yeah, yeah, because I... Uh, about six months ago, I've got hundreds and hundreds of CDs, not too many vinyls. Uh, sorry, vinyls. <laughs> sorry, Wesley. <laughs> Just in case you ever hear this, Wes. Uh, and I, they take up so much space, I'd got nowhere to put them. So I ended up taking the CDs out of the cases, binning all the cases, 
but keeping the CDs in like a, a sort of special book thing off Amazon that you just slide CDs into. So I thought, I just thought, I'm just going to start at the beginning and work my way through. And this week I've got up to Paul Weller, which is P for Paul, not W, not W (laughs) for Weller. So it was Prince and now it's Paul, which is not alphabetical, I know, but I've been listening to all my Paul Weller albums, which has been nice. And and I also listened to uh, a bit of Kate Bush as well yesterday which I had to turn off because I found myself singing very loudly. <laughs> do you do that? Do you listen to music and then the next thing you know, you're going blah, 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 blah. All the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you get funny looks? Um, when I was in the office environment, I, you know, I would just do it, you know, spontaneously. Yeah. If something ran through my head and I got, you know, yeah. because I, I – worked in a variety of offices mm. on a number of sites you know i would get strange looks off everybody you know so but it's i've, I've always done that yeah when you go to a gig then do you sing yes. along yeah so or, do i really yep. really and i you just sort of lose yourself in it don't you yep. i have never heard dave sing along to Ed, and you know he's mad on kiss mm-hmm the only time I've ever heard or seen Dave sing, well, I haven't heard him because it was too loud, was at Kiss Gigs. He sings along to every song. Apart from that, nothing. He doesn't dance. <laughs> He's, he doesn't sing in the car with me because I'll hold the microphone up to him, you know, the pretend <laughs> microphone, you know, whatever I'm singing really loudly. I think I get on his nerves a bit. Can you imagine yeah. living with me? It must be a nightmare. I went to um, an open air Paul Weller gig I'll, the last time I mentioned Paul Weller, I promise, uh, last year. In, <laughs> that, in well, a, that's not going to happen, is it? Yeah, you mentioned yeah. Paul Weller. <laughs> <laughs> I went to this open air one, and it, you could take sort of picnic chairs and, and all kinds of things, and we're all sort of trying to fit a little bit of space on the ground because it's in the middle of a forest. And these people are, are sort of, this woman was saying, uh, oh, you can sit here, Pet, you'll be all right, Pet. Uh, she says, I've got a bit of space for dancing, she said, because when he comes on, I won't stop dancing, I'll tell you this, you know. And uh, I, I, I did notice when I stopped dancing for about, you know, five minutes, she was talking to this bloke about an HGV course she was going on. I thought, well, your bloody dancing didn't take long, did it, Pet? You know, you got to out in the first five minutes, you know. And, Why would you uh, want to... And I last saw her, she was squeezing the life out of a wine bag, you know. She oh. took it out of the box and she was strangling the thing to get another drop down. And there you go, a nice afternoon yeah. out with Paul Weller in a forest. <laughs> so, uh, this is part two of live you pick the word yes and oh god it's just you had to go and pick an impossible one i would say for definite we will revisit this yeah because... uh, we've, we've got to because yeah. i i remembered last week and um i was just we just finished and um the screensaver on my phone mm. is uh uh the cover for a Donny Hathaway live album. And I never mentioned it, you know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but my favourite live it. album. And, of course, you, you're trying to fit things in. And so many things after, I kept, kept smacking my forehead going, well, I never mentioned this. We could have done this. So, yeah, we'll have to do several versions of Yeah, that. yeah. Because I, I think we could probably, I personally could do live all the rock gigs, live yeah. all the, like the, 
80s music live i could just go through genres world yeah. music you know and just do a show mm. on each one Good, yeah. uh yeah so so i'm quite old as are you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm i've always been dave is really into films as am i i love film but music will always be my number one and from a very young age, I would... This, this is going back in the day now. Do you remember when we used to catch buses places? When you were buses! Like, buses! <laughs> when you were 13. And you'd say, all right, Mum, I'm going to a concert tonight. Where are you yeah. going, Tina? I'm going to go and see a band, Mum. How are you getting there? On the bus. <laughs> and yeah, a train. I might not be back. <laughs> I might not be back till four o'clock in the morning. Ah, that's all right. Just don't wake us up when you get in. Okay, Mum. So I've been very, very lucky. I I think it would be easier for me to name the bands that I haven't seen in the rock world, particularly, than bands that I have seen. And I, I've had, you know, like a couple of weeks since we talked about doing this show to think about it. And that's it's just too big. There are too many to mention. So being like Captain Kirk, I just went straight off the bat and thought the first ones that kept popped into my head, which normally have stories attached to them, yeah. are the ones that I picked. So I've seen like George Michael, Tony Bennett. These are just briefly the amazing concerts I've been through in, you know, as an adult. Uh, the Scorpions, Slayer, Man of War. No, you've never heard of them. Some people will be going, yeah, oh, Tina, Man of Fucking War. You sure, you sure they're, they're not WW wrestlers? The sound of it. They actually, Slayer, Scorpions. They, yeah. Man of War look like... You've seen Conan the Barbarian, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Imagine Conan singing. Oh, OK. That's Man of War. They were awesome. Uh, Metallica, Rolling Stones, Katie Lang. Oh, my God, I love her. Talking Heads, Radiohead, Rock Goddess, Motorhead. I saw Guns N' Roses at the Whiskey A Go-Go. I've seen... Oh, right, OK. That's, I've just uh... seen so many, so yeah. many. So, my first gig. <laughs> You'll love this. It was at Deeside Leisure Centre in North Wales, called The mm -hmm. Train. Uh, it was on November the 29th in 1979, and it was The Jam, supported by The Vapors. The Vapors? Um, yeah. Sing it. I saw that, I saw that <laughs> tour um, myself, yeah. Where did I? I think that was Wolves. Yeah. And uh, I, we got. We used to, by this time, we realised we could get into the sound checks because they just lose you in. They were really just a friendly band, really, and you could get in so... Yeah, I remember. I, I and that's they didn't the let us the, in. They yeah, the guy at the Vapors is he's a solicitor now. Is he? But it, yeah, and um, oh, good Lord. they reformed. They reformed a, a while ago, and uh, yeah, um, I remember the Vapors because uh, in the end, I think um, John uh, Paul's dad was managing the Vapors or, or mm. had quite a bit to do with it. But I think Paul gave him an ultimatum, like you're the managers or and and us alone, and, and forget the vapors because you need to be concentrating on us. And were uh, they just a one-hit wonder? I can only Japanese, yeah, yeah which uh, is a great song. Yeah, and not about wanking as everybody <laughs> used to think. 
<laughs> Isn't it? No, <laughs> you uh, thought uh, it was. I actually, yeah, the, 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 that was one of the uh, one of the sort of rumours that uh, it was a it was a song about wanking, but yeah. Uh, it, actually spoke to the guy who wrote it he said no it never was about wanking what was it about then actually turning japanese well he just had a fixation i think really it sounds like (laughs) it so can you can you remember how much it cost the ticket 150 oh no no come on the jam we're a big band then it wouldn't be much more than a it wouldn't be much more than a fiver, surely. It wasn't more than five pound. It was uh, it was three pounds to see the three, jam three. Uh, yeah, yeah. in a big venue. Right, so that's my first gig when mm-hmm. nineteen seventy nine. Second gig, nineteenth mm-hmm. of January, nineteen eighty, Blondie. You've done well so far. <laughs> At D Side Leisure Centre again. Went on the train, so. Nice. So I was a bit overcome. Debbie Harry was in front of me. And... I, saw, um, Deb, I saw Blondie supporting television. Oh, God, um, did you? Television? Yeah. <laughs> Those are the days. Wow. And uh, they were unknown then. They, they hadn't broke through. I think the only single they had was uh, Ripper to Shreds. Oh, uh, that would have been uh, before 1980 then, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, like yeah. 78? Uh, yeah. I had um, brief access to some, a lot of free tickets when I was a kid, so... Um, um, and I think that was a free show. I'll, t- I'll talk about another one later, but uh, mm. yeah, I do remember that. Uh, and uh, I thought, well, I quite fancy her, but I don't know about the band. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't I think she uh, sings, sings any good. But uh, yeah. well, seeing Blondie, I was it was a, uh, I was really overcome uh, mm-hmm. because they were like a massive band, and she was my favourite, and oh, I fainted. Really? I fainted and woke up as I was being lifted over the barrier. Probably some people won't know what I'm talking about, but back in the old days, they used to put uh, metal railings up in front of the stage. and So there was a gap in between the band and the audience and anyone who fainted, because that really was a thing when when we were kids. People would faint. You get lifted over the barrier until you felt better. So as I was being lifted over the barrier, I was looking straight up Derry Harry's dress <laughs> and and thought, this is a much better view and I'm not being crushed where I am. So I'll just pretend to be a bit faint and oh, I can't move. Oh, oh, oh it was well, <laughs> it was yes, it was it was wonderful because standing next to me was Chrissy Hind. Wow. So I had Chrissy Hind watching Blondie standing next to me as I was pretending to be a bit poorly. <laughs> so that was good. So, so okay, so my third gig, this is awesome. So my boyfriend at that time was, was older than me. He was like, I was like 15. He was 20. And he said, oh, we're going to go and see a concert tonight. And I was like, oh, we're going to go and see, you know. He said, oh, it's Sham 69 and the Ramones. And I was like, who the the fuck are the Ramones? I've never heard of them. So I can't remember the venue. All I can remember that it was that it was 1980 and it was winterish. Can't remember how much the ticket was. Oh, by the way, the Blondie ticket was £4.25. Yeah, she 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 uh, worth that extra fifty pence, I think. <laughs> Definitely fifty pence markup on. You know, yeah. So uh, so I went in the car with uh, you know a load of my 
my ex-boyfriend's um, friends. We drove to Liverpool, can't really remember much about it, except I didn't know, I literally had never heard of the Ramones, didn't know who they were. And when I had my photo taken sitting on the knee of one of them wow. <laughs> at the bar, I just <laughs> thought he got really stupid hair. Um, um, yeah, so I met Joey. That been, would that be Marky or? It was Joey uh, Ramone. Oh, Joey, oh man. Joey Ramone bought me a Coke in a club in Liverpool while we were watching Sham 69. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, don't know what happened to the photo. The, the lad that took it actually died in a car crash a couple of years later. But I, somewhere in the ether, there was a picture of me sitting on his knee. Ha, again, no idea who he was. Totally uninterested. <laughs> Did you see the, the Ramones documentary that was uh, doing the rounds a few years ago? Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. It's yeah. quite sad, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. There isn't many Ramones left. No, and no. Uh, and of the ones, there's quite there's quite a lot of ill will amongst the whole thing, really. And uh, the, I felt I, sad. I I've never been a big fan of the Ramones, and was always sort of a bit amazed that they made it. To be honest, because I, you know, there is Sheena is a punk rocker, <laughs> which yeah. is okay, but but I don't know. They just see I'm more oh. of a rock chick, I suppose, than a. Again, the Ramones live album is majestic. It's, Do you think? It, yeah, it just throws every... Well, yeah, because it throws every song they've done in it because... Well, yeah, you know, of course, because each song is 30 <laughs> seconds long. Oh, one, two, right, three, yeah. four, blah, 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw the Ramones at um, at the Rainbow. Yeah. Um, well, I had a deal with this guy. I think, I think he was going out with my sister, and he was into uh, Genesis... And uh, he wanted to go and see. Uh, they were doing the uh, the Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, the concept album. Right. Yeah. Um, That's when Peter that. Gabriel was still with uh, them yeah, then. That was yeah. his last, the last album. Yeah. At Empire Pool, and I said, "I'll go with you if you'll because he got a car like mm. <laughs> like like your boyfriend, um, uh, and if you'll take me to see the Ramones." <laughs> And he said, all right. And so both concerts, you've got one guy going, uh, and the other guy, this is a stack of shit. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it was reversed at the at the next one. Yeah. And he's, his eyes popped out. On, I think he took up with country music after that. He just <laughs> think, I, you know, if this, is, if this is the future, I don't want anything to do with it. Um, Are you yeah. not a Peter Gabriel fan then, Steve? Um, I've seen Peter, Peter Gabriel solo. Um, mm, I yeah, don't know. Me too. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I really she, like Peter Gabriel a lot. I think um, he's great. I like his um, sort of his world music because oh, yeah. he's, he's Mr. Womad still, isn't he? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I, I, um, what's the drummer at Genesis of? He, yeah, Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Oh, he's fucked, isn't he? Have you seen yeah, him these yeah. days? There's yeah. a name you can't. <laughs> there's well, a name you, should, you should remember. But I read his uh, autobiography or biography because he's probably got a ghost written. And um, I think the other members of Genesis come across as very much a, a gang of posh lads. Mm. And, they um, all are. 
Well, I don't think Phil Collins particularly, he was that much of a posh lad, but um, I Yeah, think but he was they, a child actor, wasn't he? You yeah. He's a lovely, um, isn't he? So. Yeah, but it, I mean, but I didn't, they didn't need to be child actors, did they? You know, yeah. I mean, uh, and I think they, uh, where he was concerned, they got a bit of a chip on the shoulder and uh, um, I don't know. Um, but so I've, some of Peter Gabriel's stuff's very good, you know. But, well, I uh, can say Hand on Heart... Um, that's Peter Gabriel's album So is mm. the one album that I probably have played more than any other album in my life. Right, okay. Yeah, I really that's I love that album. I really like Peter Gabriel as well. Uh <clears throat> but moving swiftly on to the yes. most the most epic live event of my youth which happened at Wrexham Football Ground. Oh, right. So a bigger name. Bigger higher, name. Higher ticket price? Slightly. Yeah. 1982. Go on. Wrexham Football Ground. Yes. Saturday, July the 24th is an infamous concert day for rock fans. Uh-huh. Motorhead was the headliner. <laughs> Followed by Budgie, Tank, and Twisted. Budgie. Yeah, Budgie. They're like a Welsh. I know, I know Budgie. Yeah, um, yeah. They used to have really good album covers. In fact, yes. for some bizarre reason, I met the artist who, who painted those. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were, they were a bit far out, the album covers. Awful band, but album <laughs> covers. You would say that. <laughs> well, the big the big deal about about this particular concert is and again you not being a rock fan you, Did you won't say twisted sister yes it's oh, this is about <laughs> this is about twisted sister who had never played britain before and came onto the stage now can you imagine a couple of thousand welsh people yeah. pissed up on cheap cider don't give a shit and d snyder if you don't know who d snyder is dear listener Please Google him in <laughs> Twisted Sister. Just put D Snyder nineteen eighty five and you'll if, see what I mean. If he's come on my rec radar, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this speaks volumes. Because yeah. this guy, I'm not sure how tall he is, but he looked like he was eight foot tall. Yeah, and has a mane of corkscrew, bright blonde hair with full like makeup. The makeup. How can I describe the makeup? Wasn't he? <laughs> As he was. He was just like this godlike thing walked on the stage, <laughs> and either uh, I felt a bit funny when I saw him because I didn't know whether or not I wanted to throw my knickers at him, or like run away frightened. <laughs> but he, the the crowd just were peeing in bottles and throwing them. So you know, typical Spinal Tap shit. Uh, I've never seen anything like it before or since. He literally whipped the crowd into a frenzy and it's one of the best metal concerts, rock concerts I've ever been to. He had Wrexham Racecourse in his hand and we didn't want them to leave the stage at the end. I mean, Motorhead, they're, they're Motorhead. And Lemmy came yeah. on stage and he was like doing... Lemmy is... <laughs> I, I, I actually have been... Back in the day, again, you know, when I lived in America, I went to Lemmy's house to pick, really? 
to pick something up. And lived. With... Yeah, yeah. So I went to Lemmy's house. Lemmy wasn't in the house at the okay. time. He was at, uh, was it? I think a it was. Bar. It was the it was the whiskey I think he used to hang round the whiskey go go, and he was there or I think it was that one he was the, he was in this bar all the time on the strip in Hollywood, and I went with another record record um, employee to pick something up from his house and I said we can't just turn up at his house you know he's not there, never locks the door opened the door and the door <laughs> the door swung up the smell oh dear God can you imagine. <laughs> Like sort of a mixture of mould, mushrooms, mould, dirt, pooey stuff, stale dirt. Yeah. The inside of Lemmy's jacket. The inside, yeah, it was really stinky. So, of course, I'm standing there, I think, I can't make, I can't not go in his house and have a look. I have never seen such a dirty <laughs> <laughs> I can vividly remember sitting on a sofa while whoever it was uh, was looking for whatever it was and putting my hand on the arm of the sofa and it stuck to it and I looked <laughs> I looked down and looked at the sofa and you know like some sofas have um have creases in them and like they're all gathered together to yeah. be so oh dear god what was stuck in them I don't know uh, probably like 20 years worth of cum, drugs, oh, God, yeah, food, yeah. God Tommy, knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. so I never actually met Lemmy, but I have been in, <laughs> You've been in, his, house. in his house. So Lemmy at the, at the gig told the crowd to rip the turf up and the reply was, bring back D. Snyder, <laughs> bring back Twisted Sister. So that was... Yeah, that was um, that was an amazing gig that I can remember quite a lot about because I was seven, 16, 17 when I went to that. It was amazing for that to happen in my local town. But um, uh, yeah, so so have a guess how much the ticket for was. For... I, I I'm gonna go. It was it was well over. I think you're talking six pound here. Oh well. Well, I'll give you full marks for that because it was six pound fifty if you bought it before the gig, mm -hmm. and seven fifty on the day. On the day, wow! <laughs> yeah. <coughs> so I can't actually remember if I bought it before or after, but either way, I can. I can. The thing that sticks out more than anything is D. Snyder walking on stage, and just being scared, but a bit sexually excited as well. <laughs> So other other gigs that I've been to, God, this is so hard. I bet how many have you thought of since oh, since uh, we talked about it? About hundred. Well over a hundred. That I was I was thinking. Oh well, I should have mentioned this. And I should have mentioned that. But yeah. I'll save it for volume two. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I I just I thought of a couple of gigs um, that I that I that really stick out in my mind. And then as I carried on thinking, you know, there's hundreds of them, but. A couple that just burst into my mind straight away when you said it was um, Prince when he did the 21 days at the O2. Yeah. And uh, oh, I talked about that in the last one. That was a dream come true for me, seeing Prince live, because I'm a massive Prince fan. I still I still think it's my favourite gig, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, 
yeah, he was incredible. Uh, another one. Uh, I don't think you saw Tom Waits the last time he played in Britain, did you? I didn't. I saw him um, the time, the one before, but I mm. missed the last uh, one. I was going to go to, because he was playing Paris, yeah. and then um, there were confusion regarding the tickets. Right. And uh, I never got to see it, which I um, was very, because they're so rare. He's, he's, yeah. uh, and I don't. I don't hold my breath that he'll ever come again, to be honest, mm. you know, unless he's involved in, unless he goes skint or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, again, you know, I never thought that I'd ever see Tom Waits and have been a fan for God knows how long. Um, when I saw that he'd, he was doing um, some shows, I thought it was going to be, you know, a tour of Europe. But in fact, he just did Ireland and Scotland, which I thought was great. Fuck yeah. the English. Oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> I was being nationalistic then. But uh, we travelled to Edinburgh to see him and I saw Tom Waits on the 28th of July in 2008 at Edinburgh Playhouse. And um, I've never been to Scotland before or since and we had three days in Edinburgh and it was absolutely lovely. It was just a wonderful weekend. I was, again, you know, we talked about it last time. I was really worried that, you know, we'd spent so much money because the tickets were £99 each. I was was just about to say that. I take it they were a little bit more than six quid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they they would, I mean, and 90, I mean, now tickets are even more than that. But when, you know, in 2008, 100 quid was like, fuck, how much? Can't possibly (laughs) spend 200 quid. And I was worried that Dave would be really like, I've spent all this money on this. But luckily, he loved it. He loved it. What a show. Uh, Another concert that really sticks in my mind is um, March the 5th, 1990. Inglewood Great Western Forum in Los Angeles. And it was Aerosmith. I never thought Uh. anything would ever top that gig. I've never seen anything like it they were fucking amazing you, you... i i saw her aerosmith once what yeah. Yeah. that was shit <laughs> <laughs> but i think this was how 19... dare you i think this was 19 because uh contrary to public opinion aerosmith were virtually nothing in this country mm. for years um, yeah they no, were they mega weren't. gods over in the states yeah they weren't big until walk this way came out with absolutely that broke them um, yeah. and they played in the 70s again i had this stream of free tickets mm. um and i went to see them and it was again birmingham Odeon, again half, half empty and played to a very indifferent crowd Mm. And I thought, well, if this is if this is it, you know, I, I can't see what the shit because the to be fair, the 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 rock press were were really bigging them up, and yeah. I I just really didn't see what mm. the uh, what the fuss was over, really. Yeah, I really like Aerosmith, fantastic band, <laughs> and that particular concert was pretty mind blowing. He was Steven Tyler was on fire that night. Uh, mm-hmm. We're on something. It, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> no, no, they were clean then because oh, I, right, yeah. I actually had to do a bit of looking after Aerosmith. In other words, keeping like 
unsavory people away from them they they shut themselves off completely from i mean because they did a tour with guns and roses and the condition was that guns and roses stay clean during the tour and they don't talk to anybody any member of Aerosmith <laughs> which actually <laughs> happened as well you know and Guns N' Roses were a big band then as well but uh, I'm gonna say yeah so yeah. another another amazing gig that I went to which might surprise you was Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena May the 16th 1990 this is just before I came back to Britain and it was Madonna see Madonna yeah, yeah. fantastic Saw Madonna. she was and she was amazing yeah. she was amazing yeah. i don't know if i would go and see her now though i have a friend um actually through the website who works for a film company mm -hmm. and he is a real massive madonna fan. i mean really obsessed with madonna and travels the world spends all his money going to see her wherever she plays mm -hmm. and i don't know i sort of oh, I think sometimes you might want to keep the memory that you've got, really. Yeah. Uh, because I... it's, I mean, she, for her age, she's incredible. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. But um, she's not going to be that Madonna because it's, no. so many, it's so many years on, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So perhaps sometimes for somebody of of that ilk, it, it might be, you know, just, just keep the memory and uh, listen to the music. I yeah. feel like that about Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> Is that bad? No. Um... <laughs> it's because the reason I said that is because at this very weird time we're living through at the moment, I'm sure that a lot, a lot of your friends, me included, has been sending you little funny videos just to cheer you up. Little yeah, funny videos. Yeah, a little friend called Tina sent me a little <laughs> funny uh, video the other day regarding Elton John, and uh, it was. So, I, yeah. I showed it. To, I showed it to my wife this morning, and she was roaring at it because uh, yeah. I was totally unaware of him singing. Um, I'm still standing. Was it last week for some a charitable cause yeah, to yeah. do with the I NHS? Yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it. I, I saw it, and I thought, "What the?" And because it was done in his back garden, you know. And I thought, well, I thought he was supposed to be off the stuff these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and but, Weirdly enough, I heard that song. Uh, I'm still standing. I'm. I was out running the other the other morning, and it came on, mm. and I thought, "That's a good song, you know." Yeah, yeah, that it is. is a really, really good song. Well, and um, well, just to explain to anybody listening, there, there's Elton John sang a song in his back garden a couple of weeks ago uh, to aid, I think, the NHS in yes. Britain, and he sang "I'm Still Standing," but the way he sings it. You can't understand what you say. Just Google it. You'll find it. It's there worth is, um, watching. It's there somebody's is a British, uh, comedian uh, called Vic Reeves, and uh, he used to do a character called the Pub Singer. Yes. And and he used to uh, and he'd, he'd sort of cover a, a popular tune by ruining it, going I told you, and it was very much like that. <laughs> it was very much. Uh, I'm still standing, done as the Pub Singer. I thought. Oh but, well, uh, whoever got this video has put some subtitles underneath it and, uh, and it is hilarious it's, it's, it's a good so hit. hilarious yeah. just talking about elton john actually um i've i really like elton john's music uh never had the desire to see you know he's one of the greats isn't he 
He's what he's like one of yeah, the yeah. last great, you know, like going to see Queen or you know, a heritage the Rolling, yeah, though. the Rolling <laughs> Stones. So, but I've never really wanted to go and see him mainly because I've always thought he was a bit of a dick. And I can separate being a dick from the music, but I've just never felt the urge to see him. Uh, and then the film Rocket Man came out, and I really liked Taron Egerton. Uh, and we we have to watch a lot of films anyway, so we watched it, and I really like it. Really like Taron Egerton singing all the Elton songs as well. <clears throat> and because I paint, I listen to a lot of um, podcasts and audio books. And I downloaded the audiobook of Elton John's new biography that came out before Christmas. <laughs> I've got and it. Have I've you? I've not read it. Have you? Because well, I, well, I should I... be in Spain today. And oh, that was going to be oh, my reading dear. matter for, 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 the, for the holiday. Well, you so need I'd to say... read it because uh, I, yeah. I thought, oh, this is going to be a bit boring. And then I saw that Taron Egerton reads it along with Elton John. And hands down, it is the best biography I've ever read. It is, it's incredible. Yeah. No holds bar. He's, he tells it like it is. He talks about all the blokes that he shagged. Yeah. And, you know, it is a great read. So Yeah, uh, everybody I've, uh, I've spoke to, well, one guy said it was the best book he'd ever read. Yeah. And, but uh, I think is it, is it Peter Perfides who, who's done the ghostwriting for the book? I don't I, know. I don't, I will have to check, but it was a Christmas present off a friend, but I said, I'm going to save that for my holidays because it's just perfect holiday reading. Yeah. And, of course, um, so I'll probably have to read it anyway. But, um, mm. yeah, I've been told that um, uh, by a number of people that it's it's really good. So uh, I'm going to have to... Uh, I'm going to have to investigate it because I can't see me being on holiday soon. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, right, I suppose I better fast forward into my choice number one because we've been talking for ages yes <laughs> mainly about d snyder being awesome so the word for this particular section two of theme tunes not theme songs thank you for not making fun of me for getting it wrong last week <laughs> was live and you had your picks last week and this week it's my turn and again you know what i keep saying is it's really difficult to pick out certain ones and again we will revisit it so i literally went first things i thought of so this live show was on november the 7th in 1988 in the victoria hall hanley stoke-on-trent Oh, my God. I should yeah. have been there on Thursday night. Guess who to see? Who? Paul Weller. Paul typical. Yeah, he's Paul Tell next year. Yeah, I should have been on I, I had tickets for uh, Thursday night, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, oh. I'm sure he's in the south of France sunning himself instead. He's got to be, he's got to be, he's, because he can't promote the new album, he's got to sign a lot of postcards because, you know. I thought you said, else, you were, you were yeah. going to say he's got to sign off. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah. Have you have you been working recently? No, 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 no. no. Yeah, no. He's um, because there's no a lot of people are doing this now. I think they're just uh, uh, signing album covers, or I think there's a postcard if you pre-order the album. All right. um, you get a, a signed postcard with it now. So because 
Well, he can't go out and tour, so he, he's probably got a writer's cramp. Making money from signing things. Oh, God, I, I can imagine he'd love doing Did, that. The have, you heard, have you heard of this thing about Morrissey? Uh, we'll, we'll go back to the, your pick. Um, oh, thank that, you for that. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard this thing about Morrissey that when he was playing what, on his last tour? Yeah. <laughs> on his last tour, he was selling um, signed albums, but there wasn't this. Other albums, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was selling sort of uh, horses or certain other uh, classic albums, which he'd signed. Yeah. Good gravy, yeah. I know, it's just, yeah, yeah. yeah oh well. uh, he, I thought that was quite odd, but he just got ripped to pieces on Twitter for it, didn't he? Yeah. Anyway, enough yeah. about him. I want to tell you about this gig that I went to. Tell me about that this was, gig. That was very, very important. So November mm-hmm. the 7th, 1988. Uh, and at that time, I had just started writing about music. Well, actually, I've been doing it for about a, a year. And as we've talked about before, my sort of writing career in music started off with fanzines. Mm-hmm. And the reason I got to go to a lot of gigs for free was because I would be the only female face in a sea of lads and yeah. men, it was just, there. you could count on one hand how many women would be at a lot of rock gigs back in the 80s. Thankfully, things have changed now because you would, you know, I would go and some of the things that happened to me as a woman, a young woman, you know, a lot of people probably would have got arrested now because you can't really treat women like that. But I would go to places and they you'd instantly go... Well, she must be a bit of a groupie then. And of course, I wasn't. I was there for the music. But I digress. So the band were Queensreich. Now, now there's a band that divide people. They either absolutely love them or completely hate them. I would say... Or or don't know anything. (laughs) Or don't know anything about them. You've got to be a rock fan to have heard of Queensreich. Now, I... Now, I like sort of operatic rock. You know, I mentioned Man of War before, and I think Queensryche are quite operatic because their singer, Jeff Tay, has this amazing vocal range. But you normally find with incredible rock singers comes an ego the size of the Measy Tunnel. <laughs> and they're normally a bit of an arsehole. Now, by all accounts, Jeff Tate is probably a really nice bloke, and I'm not going to go through the history of Queensryche there are in fact two Queensreichs at the moment <laughs> that should just about ah. tell you what happened with the band ah. so the UB40 syndrome yeah. absolutely <laughs> and the beta another one aren't they the yeah. beta like yeah yeah oh so, sweet <laughs> so rewind back to the heyday of Queensreich and they brought out uh, Operation Mindcrime which is a concept album again you know if you're interested uh Oh, I tell you what, let's have a little listen to Sweet Sister Mary by Queensryche. I feel the rain coming down My face is wet and I'm Bye. 
Steve. What yes. did you think of... That was a difficult... I could have picked one of the more popular songs off the album, but the reason I picked that particular song is it is my favourite song off the album, so... It, it was weird. You sent me the, the YouTube link, and yeah. um, I the only thing I know about Queensryche is I've seen a poster, mm. and that's it. And yeah. apart from that, and on that poster it said, Steve, don't read this poster, keep on going. <laughs> It's not for you. Go the other way. Keep moving. You know, right? Well, that song is, is it's totally, you listen yeah. to a song that's part of a story. So you've listened yeah. to that song. So, it's totally so I gathered. Out. Yeah. It's and, out of context. Uh, when it was on, I wasn't really looking at the, I, I got it on my phone, to be honest. Uh, I wasn't really looking at my phone. I was sort of in the room. And I thought, oh, that sounds a little bit like Sisters of, The Sisters of Mercy. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. and I found out the song was called Sisters of Mary, so I was nearly right. Hmm. Um, uh, I got the, the sounded a bit sort of goth metal, if that's a thing. Mm. A bit, a bit not goth so, at all. A bit, a bit, a bit Teutonic. Uh, a bit no, Dennis a bit American. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a bit, were you going to say Dennis uh, Russos? <laughs> a bit Dennis Wheatley. Uh, Dennis Wheatley. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the the, uh, the lady in the video looked like she was going to be sacrificed. But... Yeah, basically she was. She's not a member of the band. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, she's not. Uh, member. Again, you know. I was this... going to join her at one stage, but uh, yeah. <laughs> or as uh, Tom Tom calls no. them, Queen's shite. <laughs> it's 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 not it's not my music. Not so, your and, bag. And I wouldn't decry it on. I wouldn't decry it or knock it because it's something I I knew I know nothing about mm. and. Obviously, it's it's got its fans, really. Yeah. Um, but um, because I think it is it is part of a a, a rock opera kind of thing. Mm. Um, did he do a sequel to this? Yes, oh, Operation right, Mindcrime yeah. Two, which yeah. isn't it's not very good. Right, okay. Um, it's not. So it's part of a, sto- a continuing story. So yeah, yeah. Um, oh, they did it just for it. the money. Yeah, I it might was... not have got it anyway, but yeah. um, I. Yeah, I'm not a fan of rock operas anyway, I, mm. per se. I mean, uh, but um, it, it it didn't endear itself to me, I'm afraid. But um, Well, the reason I picked this wasn't actually for the music. It's, uh-huh. it's because this particular live gig that I saw, uh, I wrote a review of it. And that review went in a couple of fanzines. And was picked up by somebody who worked for EMI in America and convoluted story. That gig review ended up with me going to live in Los Angeles. Finally, yeah. So yeah. that that that's why I picked it, because that particular gig, that live gig, changed my life and set me on a road. That's mm-hmm. led me here to you, Steve. Led you around. Led you to Lemmy's house. <laughs> Lemmy's house, yeah, it did. Yeah. And yeah. also other things, <laughs> which we won't discuss just now. Yeah. So that's my number one pick. Uh, it's very Marmite, I think, as is my next pick, really. Oh, what a sad story this is. Um God, I don't know where to start talking about Amy Winehouse. 
I, again, you know, as I said earlier on in the programme, I can hear a song, a singer, and go, fuck, that's good. And I really like them. And it's instant with me. Amy Winehouse was one of those people. Uh, I think the first time I ever saw her live was on the Jonathan Ross show with her guitar, just singing a song off Frank. Um, what the I hell saw was her, the song? I saw her on Jules, uh, Jules Holland. Yeah. Um, and literally went and bought the, the album the next day. Yeah. Uh, Frank, yeah. That would be the Frank one. Yeah, me too. And, and got to see her, uh, I think, about a month later. Oh, um, wow, did you? Yeah. I yeah. saw Amy Winehouse twice. Yeah. Um, uh, but I I just... It's, it's kind of when you first... I, I had a similar thing with Tom Waits. I saw Tom Waits on a, a late night show and just playing the piano. And I thought, I've got to go and get stuff by this guy. And sometimes you, you just do. And, and that was mm. certainly the case with Amy. I, yeah. I thought she was she was amazing. Um, yeah. Instantly amazing. Just... Yeah. So I went out and bought Frank. And by then, you know, Wes was my son. He he's was get really getting into music so he he really loved the album as well and uh never had the chance to see her live and i think it was uh 2007 in liverpool and it was january or february i saw her and i think the week the next week back to black was about to come out mm -hmm. so i saw in this little tiny club that you saw the same tour that i saw yeah yeah, yeah. i saw her in the the forum of the the hummingbird in birmingham it wasn't mm -hmm. even the, the arena itself it was kind of like in the foyer yeah um, because up until that stage she was unheard of yeah frank, nobody frank yeah. had got a bit of critical acclaim but it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a big seller no and it's uh, such but, a great uh, album, though, isn't it, it? Yeah, it is. It's it's arguably <clears throat> some people say it's better than Back to Black. I, I think. Oh, I think they're equally as good as I each other. I'm going to say that's picking. Yeah, but um, yeah. Well, I I saw her. Uh, you know, I was obviously like a massive fat. Really loved Frank. I think I'd heard maybe Back to Black at that point. So let's have a little listen to Amy Winehouse singing Back to Black. Live. You've got a treat, Dino. Can I have a banana daiquiri, please? I'm serious. Any, anyone who's not busy at the minute. If, maybe if you're on your way out for a cigarette. Just a passing bar staff. All right, let's move on. Go on, him. Back to black, yeah? Same old, same bad Me And my head And my 
Amy in Liverpool uh, by then I, I'd met Dave and Dave, Dave and I went to Liverpool to see her Dave I think is a bit indifferent to to Amy Winehouse and he, he took me because I really wanted to go uh, so it was a very intimate setting and she had her backing dancers with her mm-hmm. at that point the Kings. Yeah. yeah yeah so her backing dancers were there she and up, uh, uh, Sharon Jones yeah, yeah yeah so I think she I think Round about that time was when new stuff started to trickle through, saying, oh, is Amy Winehouse drinking a bit much? Oh, who is this Amy? This was before it was, you know, that yeah. infamous spread. Was it in the Daily Mail, the Daily Fail? Uh, of her, You could see where she'd been injecting herself in her feet and she looked terrible in her hair and she'd have a fight with her boyfriend and the papers would record and it was just a car crash. She probably was a drug addict when we saw her on that tour and Blake was there because she kept running side stage to like give him a bit of a snog and then she'd totter back to the middle of the stage and then sing an amazing Torchot song. Yeah. I think I was so lucky to see her right then, just on the cusp of before she exploded and before she sank into total adult drug addiction yeah um whether or not you blame other people or whatever i just the thing that i always come back to with amy is what a colossal talent she was yeah. and what a shame yeah that's absolutely my tragedy. opinion completely yeah 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 and i i, I mean i've seen the film but i mean and there's there's yeah. a lot about it's kind dad. of finger put finger pointing all over. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, at the yeah. end of the day, it is a tragedy, really. And yeah, um, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the body of work is is very short, really. Yeah. I mean, but I I would say that back in my opinion, uh, back to blacks. Uh, well, I haven't I haven't listened to a better album this century. Uh, this mm. century, you know, mm. I, I I haven't. It's um, yeah. And I had a I had a similar thing. I'm. Because she she played the NEC, um, I think two years down the line, and by this time she was colossal, and I wouldn't go. Mm. And I had one of these things where you know, oh well, I was I was into them before they was even famous. Like <laughs> yeah. I've got all the records before you, had, <laughs> and I know you know. And I thought, well, no, you like her, I don't like her anymore. Well, it wasn't quite that, but I've had that. I had that with REM. I followed REM round for three tours and literally nobody had heard of IREM and then uh, out of time came and and then they they blew up colossal mm-hmm. and I just said I'm not going to listen to you anymore. <laughs> what, are you, what are you daft thing fancy being I like that? I just, I just want to throw me toys out the I've done it with a load of bands that I supported until they've got they've they've gone they've gone big time. I thought right yes yeah, so do you, um, <laughs> but um, yeah and. 
I, so I refused to go to uh, the NEC. And it, as it turned up, this was one gig that she, I think, two or two or three hours late. And yeah. uh, uh, and and I, I don't know whether she actually blew the audience out or did a, you know, not a very good performance. But um, I'm glad I didn't go. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I wouldn't like to remember somebody on those terms, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. yeah, I get that. She did that a lot as well towards the end, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. Well, as I was trying to... I tried for this show to actually pick the songs from the tour that I saw the person mm. on. And this one, I, I couldn't find one of her. There were little clips, actually, from yeah. the, the, the gig that I went to, but the quality wasn't good enough. Yeah. And this yeah. one is a good one, but, but looking through all the different clips, there was somewhere... It's almost like she she thinks she's scatting and like you know yeah. like singing and it's just rubbish. It's mm -hmm. just shit. And she needed to be in rehab. They tried to make me go to rehab. Oh, she said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's leave Amy. God, God rest your soul, Amy. Absolutely. The joy that you've given to me has been untold. You sing to my heart, and <laughs> I'm so sorry that you didn't make it. Uh, let's go on to something that is will probably be a surprise to the people that know me. Who am I obsessed with, Steve? Ah, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's it's Miss Bush, it's isn't it? Bush, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ever since I first saw her on Top of the Pops when I was a kid, I've been absolutely obsessed with Kate Bush. Nothing can touch her. She's not my number one gig, though, my number one live gig. So Kate Bush, I can remember her when she went on tour the first time. Absolutely no question that I would ever get to go to see Kate Bush. Uh, I was too young to go off by myself. My mum and dad wouldn't have given me the £1.50 to pay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, it was just impossible. I was too young. None of my friends were into Kate Bush. It, I just, you know, it was just off my radar completely. So when there was a bit of a, a, a bustling about that, oh, Kate Bush might do a tour. And then they said, Kate Bush is going to tour. <laughs> Kate Bush is going to tour in 2014. Kate Bush? What? Kate? I literally can remember when it was confirmed that she was going to tour. I thought I was going to throw up. Th throw up because I thought I'm never going to see Kate Bush. Never going to be able to afford the tickets. Get there. Get the ticket. Because you know what it's like. You like a, a band. And you just, the, you go on the site online, the tickets have sold out. You phone yeah. up, the, the phone rings, and it 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 rings, and it's sold out. And I got genuinely distressed because this was such a massive deal to me that, that Kate Bush was, and I, it was out of my hands. So I follow Kate Bush on social media, a website, which is called Fish People. And then this one day, this uh, this email came saying, blah, 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 blah. Here is a code. You can have a ticket for Kate Bush if you log in at 10 o'clock on this day, two days before they go on general sale. I can remember sitting at the computer I'm sitting at now, shaking to the point where Dave made me get up so he could sit down so he could buy the tickets for Kate Bush 
So it came up, two tickets, row K, £135 each, mm -hmm. uh, £10.50 booking fee. It was 300 quid for the tickets. Mm -hmm. Then we'd have to go to London and, you know, we live in North Wales and stay the night. This was like a holiday for us. The same price as going on holiday. <laughs> and I looked at him. I said, it's too much money. It's too much money. And he just looked at me and went, click. Tickets were mine. And I burst into tears. <laughs> Can you possibly imagine what that felt well, like? I, I, because I knew you were so much of a fan, I think I Facebooked you or something. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I knew you was, and uh, I knew that you, it had to be done. You got to go. You know, I yeah. mean, I got it. I got tickets, but I've got, I know. I really like Kate Bush, but I, in comparison, it's, <laughs> it's 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 very much small potatoes as far I've as I've only got two Kate Bush tattoos. Really? <laughs> I have actually. I've got two. Really? Two Kate really? Bush tattoos. Oh, yeah. I did know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so when we went to the gig, you know, we went and stayed there. <laughs> so just as a side note, as well, one of my other favourite people. Uh, uh, I mean, genuinely, like, obsessed with this person, probably to a lesser extent as Kate Bush, but, you know, the same era. The seat outside the Hammersmith um, is the seat that Richie and Eddie sit on at the <laughs> on bottom. Do you remember Oh, bottom? right, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. So when we get there, there's the seat with the pooey underpants stuck. <laughs> so that just made the day for me. So we so we walk in and you're not allowed to have your phone, you're not allowed to record it. Some people did. I don't know how, how they did it. So when we get in there and we're row K and, um, oh, my God, we're row K. We're, like, right near the fucking front. Oh, my God. So I've got this lovely young lady sitting next to me who we still keep in touch now. Her name's Grace. Uh, we swap sort of Facebook date details. Joni, I think she was about 18 maybe at the time uh, with her boyfriend. I don't think she's going out with him anymore, but she was so excited. And then Dave was sitting next to them. And then next to me was Melvin Bragg. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was kind of star studied the night I went. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but one uh, one horrible story actually from from the night was behind me, like maybe five six rows back from me, was Annie Lennox and one of her daughters, and mm. people were coming up to her. Now I was a huge Eurythmics fan, thought they were great, and loved Annie Lennox as well. Soon changed my, <laughs> soon changed my opinion of her when I said, now I know famous people when they go out, they don't want to be bothered, do they? Go and see a concert, fuck off, leave me alone. You know, I didn't pay for these tickets. I had, I had better tickets than Annie Lennox. But people were coming up to her and going, oh, and they were really, you know, really nice sort of middle class, <laughs> respectful, not pushy, gobby people like me, going up to her going, oh, Annie, do you think you could sign this? Oh, Annie, it's so lovely to see you. And she said to this one woman, why don't you fuck off? <laughs> I'm not Annie Lennox. She oh, was right, Annie. Yeah. yeah, she I, was I, so rude. I've, I've I've always disliked her. <laughs> yeah, she was horrible. I don't horrible. think she's got a, oh, well, musically, I don't think she's got an original bone in her body, but that's got nothing <laughs> to do with it. I just, uh, and I've always thought when 
ever there was, you know, the NME poll winners or, you know, any music sort of awards, the person always picked up the best female was yeah. fucking Annie Lennox yeah. because it's the only pe- person that anybody could think of. Yeah. And the only person yeah. should have got it was Kate fucking Bush, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she she wouldn't get it these days. Mm. No, never liked Annie Lennox. I thought she was a, a bad Grace Jones ripoff, you know. And uh, um, anyway. Well, I've, I've never heard anyone... start me on a tirade. <laughs> I've never heard anyone compare Annie Lennox to Grace Jones before. Look at the haircut. Look at the, look at the outfit. You, <laughs> you do 80s great. You put 80s Grace Jones and you put Annie Lennox next to it uh, in with the Eurythmics in their pump and okay. think about the mu- music they were making. Calm down, Jesus Steve. Imitator. You've, you've, that's it. You've, you've, you've kicked me in the shin and I'm going to shout. <laughs> well, let me, let me calm you down a little bit um, because... <laughs> Now, everybody out there, I would imagine like 98% of people listening to this would will know a Kate Bush song. And that Kate Bush song will probably be <laughs> Wuthering Heights or Running Up That Hill. So I'm going to play you uh, a live version of something off her album, Ariel. This is on the tour that Steve and I saw her on. And it's called Nocturne. show was split into three where she sort of sang you know some of her hits then there was a break Mm -hmm. then she sang the whole of the ninth wave which is the other side of the hounds of love and then she had another break uh and shots like little flutters of poems in the air before she went off stage and then she came back on stage and did did like the last section which was you know, songs from her later albums ending with cloud busting. That's right, yeah. yeah so when so she uh, when she came off on the second encore at the end of the ninth wave, 
she got carried head high down the middle of the audience and they turned left right by my head. I literally was two inches away from Kate Bush's feet. <laughs> I tried to lick them, but they moved too quick. I did. Uh, and, the, and the other memory I've got that, that Dave to this day takes the piss out of me for was the the music started and she came on stage in in a sort of conga with her backing singers and i just burst into tears i mean literal a genuine sobbing that she was i couldn't believe that kate bush was like in front of me and singing and this is a terrible thing to say but i have absolutely hardly any recollection of that of that show whatsoever <laughs> seriously seriously because i was so hyped up and excited that i know i was there and i know my eyes were open but if you asked me anything about it i would say well you know i've got the album obviously there's a live album out of it Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you because Dave mentioned to me that there's a bit in it where a big blackbird appears towards the end of. Uh huh. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't remember it. I cannot remember it. So if anybody who has anything to do with Kate Bush is listening to this, listen, just can you just sit her down, sit her down and say, Kate, Kate, Tina loves you. So do millions of other people. We don't care how old you are. We don't care if you've got a fat ass. We love you because you've got a fat ass. Can you please bring out the live DVD, Blu-ray, 4K version of that concert? Thank you very much. You make so many people so happy. Tina would probably poo in her pants if you did that. <laughs> Shot but never released, wasn't it? She, I don't think she was happy with it. So. Um, well, I, yeah. I heard she wasn't happy because she didn't look the way she used to yeah Who the that's fuck a cares story what... that i heard but yeah she's how, just how true it is I she don't is know. a goddess on a pedestal but the thing is um she's a fantastic musician as well yeah. you know i mean if she yeah. just sat behind a piano the yeah. the whole evening and yeah. and sung i'd have been happy yeah you know i i yeah. would have been happy with that you know i mean um she don't have to Put any choreography in for that. She's mm. she's a good enough musician. Yeah. There's something that don't always get noticed with Kate Bush, really. You know, I mean, uh, um, they 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 tend to sort of focus on a visual image, but mm. uh, now she's she's brilliant, and and um, um, that's a really good um, uh, pick that you've. Yeah, you've, it's nice. You've, song. Uh, I I like that. I um, the whole of that sort of uh, well, it's a song cycle, isn't it? Really, because yeah. it's. Uh, yeah. It's part of a, a sort of a day in a, in a life. Mm. Um, I it's one of my morning walking uh, tr uh, things. I put that on. Yeah. Um, it's great, lovely on a misty morning if you if you're sort of walking through fields and you've got the sort of birds singing and and that. Yeah. Um, the other one I play is. Um, do you like Beck? Beck, um, yeah, yeah. It, I haven't I like heard his, anything uh, of. He, he did a he did an album a few years ago called Morning Phase, and yeah. that's got a, a very sort of similar open. It, it's quite sort of you know there's the sound of nature in it, and it's yeah. although you're in nature yourself, you know, and 
you can if I took my headphones off, I could hear actual bird songs, but mm. they sound better the more the more in <laughs> tune, you know. But no, I I I concur with everything you've said. I um I've, I've noticed um when I was I quickly looked at it, I knew Gary Brooker uh, did some backup vocals on that album. But I didn't realise Lol Cream had a 10cc song no, on it as I well. Didn't. No. Yeah, he did. I did. There's a kind of mi- mashed in sort of uh, chorus at the end of it, and uh, he's obviously one of the the voices that's been used. Wow. Um, but I didn't. No, I didn't. Uh, she, she works with some strange bods over the years, yeah. and I won't mention Rolf. But, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. he's been cut out of the reissues. Yeah, isn't, isn't he? he really? Yeah. 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 That's yeah, Rolf I, Harris, by the way. Yeah, explain uh, him to Americans. <laughs> it's yeah. it is it was weird as well because yesterday I I listened to Before the Dawn, which is what this album this is what the tour was called and what this particular song is off as well as Aerial. This is the live version, and um, listening to it, knowing that Del Palmer, who was Kate Bush's partner, husband, mm. and her bass player and sort of songwriter as well. He he hasn't been in the band since they split up. I think he's produced a few things and worked on things with her, but you know, once their personal relationship ended, it more or less their relationship professional one ended too. But listening to it, his influence on her, even though someone else is playing the bass, is so it's just so Del Palmer, her sound of yeah. of that bass. And um just out of interest, I mean, well, I looked it up a while ago. Sort of, you know, do keep up to date with what's happening with Kate Bush. And um, Del Palmer last performed with, um, oh, God, I can't remember, but what they're called, uh, the Kate Bush tribute band, the famous uh-huh. one, who I actually have seen live. And my review of that gig is on the website <laughs> let's just leave that there okay. <laughs> shall we <laughs> we'll right, just leave yeah. that there so actually seeing kate bush having been such a massive fan of her hers for so long um was incredible yeah. so several years ago dave had a part-time job as a taxi driver and lived near mark radcliffe the radio 2 dj is massive Kate Bush fan. Yeah, massive Kate Bush Bush fan. So Dave's in the car with him, and Dave sort of somehow they get talking about music. And Mark Radcliffe goes, "Yeah, yeah, I was at Kate Bush's house the other day, and I was interviewing her, and she was doing the washing, and she was putting the washing in the washing machine." So Dave comes home and says, "Blah blah blah blah." Mark Radcliffe, and I'm like, "Yeah, what about him?" He was at Kate Bush's. House. Oh, Mark Radcliffe knows where Kate Bush lives. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Radcliffe has seen Kate yeah. Bush's washing machine. Yeah, so apparently Mark Radcliffe basically told Dave that she's just dead normal and does the washing and like has a cup of tea and a biscuit and a fag. <laughs> yeah, I know she's she's a bit of a bit of a smoker because um, I I saw some pictures in, a, in one of the magazines that she nicked off for a fag somewhere. You know, <laughs> and you think you shouldn't be doing that? Probably. You naughty Kate Bush. Stop. <laughs> Stop smoking. Stop no. smoking and bring out that, that nice blue ray for Tina. Thank pirouettes, you. Pirouettes, please. Come on. <laughs> Where do you keep all your old leotards? Yeah. I just want to sniff yeah. them all. <laughs> Ooh, that's a bit rude, isn't it? Yeah. So 
So we'll leave Kate Bush behind and finally, hooray, you say, after all this time, finally, my number one live gig. And again, this is this has got a story attached to it. A story of love and loss and no, not really. A story of love, though, a, a story of true love and feeling proud and feeling close to somebody and connected and feeling really, really proud of everything they've accomplished and the person that they've grown up to be. Yes, I'm talking about my son. <laughs> I'm talking about my son. Poor old Wesley. Poor old Wesley. I, because I've only got one kid and his childhood wasn't the best childhood a kid could have through no fault of my own. <laughs> Not blaming his dad here. Maybe I am. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Better cut that bit out, Dave, <laughs> just in case I get sued. Yes, yeah, so Wes, when he was a little kid, we were really, really close. And then as he grew up, I was just like the most uncoolest mum going. He couldn't stand the fact that I was his mum. <laughs> he hated the fact that I was sort of into stuff and you know, was wrote and like, you know, was arty farty and all that shit. So any gigs that I could possibly take him to, I would. So Wesley's first gig with me was Radiohead and he was quite small <laughs> as well. And he was a bit perturbed by it, really. It was a bit loud, but, you know, he became, I think, through my influence, really a real music fan which led to him becoming a musician in his own right mm -hmm. so we share a lot of bands that i suppose he likes them because he's heard me listen to them a lot and uh my number one pick is a gig that i went to with dave and wesley it was in manchester evening news arena and it was the live earth tour after Crowded House had reformed because their drummer had committed suicide a couple of years before. Yes. Again, I saw that. I saw the NEC um, yeah. leg of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a big Crowded House fan? Yeah. 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 I, I, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a, a brilliant band who should make more music. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I'd never heard of Crowded House and I can remember the first time I saw them, they won some award in Q magazine and were on the cover of Q magazine and they had fairy lights wrapped around them. And I looked at the cover of Q and thought, I've never heard of them, I wonder what they're like. So I think I must have been in Smith's or something, picked the magazine up, read the article and thought, hmm, and I went and bought Woodface. Yeah, that was my that was my yeah. uh, in, introduction as well. Uh, yeah, I won some money in a bet, and uh, I got a few quid, so I went record shopping, and uh, I came back with that. Uh, but the the point, my argument was, well, I didn't expect this money, so I'll take a chance on something I don't normally buy. Bought that and really loved mm. it. Yeah, yeah, the great band. But I bought all their all albums. Bought, uh, well, they're, they're the Finn brothers. We're originally mm. in a band called Split Ends. Ah, I've got a story about the Split oh, Ends. Oh, go on then. <laughs> I saw Split Ends. Wow. In the 70s. Mm. And they were the scariest band, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I can they, imagine. <laughs> they knocked D. Schneider, mate. He, he'd have run away if he'd have saw them. <laughs> I've got 
well, I don't know what you call it, clown-a-fucking-phobia. I, I don't like clowns. Yeah. And when they came on the stage, they had kind of like zoot suits on. Yeah, yeah. And Mohicans and clown makeup. Mm. And I took one look and thought, I'm fucking watching this. <laughs> and I was, I was too young to go to the bar, you know. So, <laughs> I, you know, and um, they were, and they spoke in rhyme as well yeah they were they were like really arty wow and uh yeah i think they were supporting i can't even some folk band i again i got i used to get free tickets hmm. um a friend um a friend i went to school with his mom um was going out with a guy who worked for i think it was cbs who had a printing uh, a record press in the west midlands so hmm. it was kind of like a plugger for them and he used to sort of come home and throw tickets on the, you know, oh, any of your mates want this? I think he was just trying to impress his uh, his his mom really. So, yeah. and he used to sort of, you know, filter them out amongst us really. And I got to see, I threw him, I got to see quite a lot of things, a lot of a lot of bands for free. Uh, but I remember seeing split ends and thinking, oh, I like this. <laughs> well, they they had one hit single over here. Was, yeah, that's right. I got yeah. you. That's right. Yeah. Which is the first time I saw Neil and Tim Finn, and then afterwards didn't realise that the person yeah. on the cover of Q was the singer <laughs> out of you know it was yeah, but after Crowded House, Tim left, uh, but Neil and Tim Finn continued to work together as Finn, um, and they brought out an album which was called Finn. Absolute cracker of an album that have you got that. I, to be honest, I haven't. No, no. It's I, a great. The every single song on it is a belter. I'll have to. Um, I'll have to yeah. check that out. It's, like got, yeah. it's got a green cover, and it looks like an egg being fertilised by different sperm. Yeah, yeah, cracking album that is. But they brought out you know a couple of albums, the two of us. But then, uh, but then, it's the sons also Liam and. Elroy, I think the other son's called. They, they all. It's like a big family thing because they're yeah. like Irish descendants that moved to New Zealand. But um, Neil Finn is one of those people who, kind of like Joni Mitchell, uh, I feel that when he sings, he's singing just for me. He's singing to me, about me, for me, about what happened just to me and nobody else can hear. And Neil Finn is, or even, you know, whichever band he sings with, where he, whether he's by himself yeah. or with Crowded House, I always feel like he's just pointing his voice at me. Uh, I took Wes to this concert because he, he listened to Crowded House for years and, you know, we sing, unlike Dave, who doesn't sing. And uh, one song that, Wes and I really used to love singing together and I don't mean like in a in a professional <laughs> earnest yeah. way I mean yeah. sort of as I'm chopping tomatoes for dinner this yeah. song would come on and me and Wes would both sing it um mainly because <laughs> the first bit of it he sings the word shit and Wes as, right, a, yeah. as a little boy used to love going da, 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 shit mummy I said shit that sort of thing you know so uh, so when we went to see Crowded House never thought that they'd that they'd actually play it I thought they'd just really play you know like the hits and stuff off the new album but uh, the second encore in the Manchester Evening News Arena 
um, October the 7th, 2007. He is four seasons in one day. I think you're perfect. Four seasons in one day Lying in the depths of your imagination Worlds above and worlds below The sun shines on the black clouds Hanging over the domain Even when you're feeling warm The temperature could drop away Seasons in one day Smiling as the shit comes down You can tell a man from what he has to say Everything gets turned around And I will risk my neck again, again
So that particular version of Four Seasons in One Day isn't the one that I saw, but the crowd did join in. And they also had the added bonus that Neil Finn performs on in that particular one. Uh, and I think that was, I think it was in Australia, that particular video. Yeah, that it's I think off. I've got the um, the DVD of that for some strange have reason. You? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lovely concert. It's really, really yeah, good. It's gorgeous, yeah, it's gorgeous. But yeah. his voice is just, um, and again, uh, as we talked last week. Being a week, family, I don't know, there's something in the, the, the genetics, may, may, the, the way that their voices interact. Well, they're Irish, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they're Irish. And I'm yeah, from Liverpool as well. Yeah, but they're normally eating each other over the head with a Guinness bottle. Stereotypes, <laughs> I'm part <Yeah>. Irish. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tim Finn, who also went out by himself, he's he's brought out a couple of good albums. He's got yeah. some... And sings some lovely songs as well. And and it's quite sad, really, that, that Neil gets all the plaudits and all the attention and people who are fans of Crowded House and Neil sort of are aware of Tim, but he is a really solidly good oh, yeah, songwriter. Oh, really yeah, yeah, really good songwriter. Yeah, One of his yeah. songs that's really good is called Persuasion. <laughs> that's, yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's Winter Light as well, I think, is one that's really good. And uh, we got tickets to go and see Finn, and it was when I, this is years ago, when I was ill and I couldn't go, so Wes... Uh, his dad took him to see Finn. It was supposed to be me and Wesley. And uh, Neil and Tim were outside and Wes stood there with a Tim Finn CD in his hand. And Neil walked in, into the venue, but he was surrounded by people. Nobody was bothered with Tim. Tim sauntered yeah. over to Wesley, had a lovely chat. And Wes was, you know, like maybe early teens, maybe 12, mm. 13 at the time. Spent sort of 10 minutes with with him chatted to him signed the cd for his poorly mum who <laughs> was at oh, home yeah. yeah so i still got that as well yeah but um neil again i mentioned this last week neil is doing little songs to cheer you up at the moment and, oh yeah, you, yeah, you said, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just done uh when doves cry the print oh, yeah. a prince cover, and he does it really well and he's and there's this woman on the bed with him there's this woman and she's singing as well and fuck me steve it's i think it's his wife and not me i'm sure it should be me on the bed well there you are <laughs> <laughs> you just need to find out where again where the building is <laughs> so the reason i picked four seasons in one day and that particular live song is because it's a very precious memory to me of an evening I spent with my son where he wasn't upset about spending the evening yes. with me. But for once, he didn't think that I that I was just a complete embarrassment. And he put his arm around me and we cuddled up together and we sang Four Seasons in One Day. And even thinking about it now, you can hear, can't you? It makes me fill up. It's so emotive to me. And again, you know, the times we're living through at the moment, I think that music means so much to us because it evokes feelings. Oh, yeah, memories and... Uh, memories, yeah, things brings, that... Yeah, beliefs. It's, yeah. 
uh, it brings, completely sensory thing. Uh, it absolutely really? brings yeah. people together. And that song, at a very difficult time, and uh, we've been through a terrible time, and we would, we really needed to hang on to each other. And that night we did, and I'll oh. never forget it. I'll never forget standing there with my my most loved person in the whole world looking into each other's eyes singing four seasons in one day and it was the most special moment of my life so that is my that is that is the end and now i need a tissue <laughs> <laughs> so basically you've uh, you've looked up debbie harry's uh, skirt and uh, saw yeah. kate bush's feet really yeah. licked her toes nearly licked, licked her, her toes <laughs> Do you know, I could, that's one and by, uh, by proxy you've uh, you've got, <laughs> got it the finn brothers as well it, well sort of well yeah, well, yeah, I could, yeah at the kate bush gig i'm I could be wrong here, but and I'm not making this up. I'm sure Dave smacked my hand because I started to reach out. <laughs> I'm sure he smacked my hand. I could be wrong, but I think it's the sort of thing that I would do without knowing that I was doing it. Yeah. Oh, my God, Kate Bush is not... Sorry, quick. <laughs> she had tiny little feet as well, tiny, yeah. tiny I would have feet. imagined. She probably had them broke when she was young. Yeah, stop them growing. <laughs> So before we uh, before we wrap up, I suppose, and before I ask you if you've got anything to add, I should tell you what my choice is. Considering I've done all the talking in this one, yes, it's my choice for the next um, theme Themed tunes, tunes, and I pick crooners. Oh, 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 oh. oh yes. Um before we say anything, I will add that my idea of a crooner and you, dear audience's idea of a crooner could be two completely different things. Um I will it be boobly light? <laughs> boobly light. Boobly light. Boobly light. Please. Of course, <laughs> he will be my main pick. Pretending to be Sinatra, bad Sinatra. No, no. Oh, I've got definitely some good not. Ones. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, well, a, a crooner is supposed to be a, a man who sings in a in a low key, softly, a romantic song. Well, mm, times have changed from the forties. Yeah, I've got three females in my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, we shall. I shall have a internal battle over the next couple of weeks. Yes. Anyway. So, have you got anything you'd like to uh, add or sing? Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, closing time chatter. Uh, um, R.I.P. list, I suppose. First off, I've got two things basically. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Little Richard. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Hamilton Bohannon. I was playing. Uh, oh my God! Sort of... Not Hamilton. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but what happened to Hamilton? Disco, disco stump. You've never heard disco I'm, stump. Sing it to me. Oh man! Yeah. If you um, <laughs> was well, the Tom Tom Club. Yeah. Um, and they actually uh, name checking. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. That's um, the eighties. I was drugged off my tits then. <laughs> Uh, R.I.P. Florian Schneider, of course, from Kraftwerk. Yeah, yeah, uh, I read that as well, yeah. A band yeah. that was so far ahead of their time. You know, yeah. their debut wasn't on Top of the Pops, it was on Tomorrow's World. 
Yes, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, um, yeah, they yeah. played the Blue Dot Festival last year, and we were supposed to go. And I can't yeah. remember why we. Couldn't I saw make them it. in the um, the Velodrome um, in Manchester. They were just yeah. just amazing. Um, were they really there? Yeah, well, <laughs> Florian had, uh, Florian wasn't working with them then. I think he, he, he's he's not working with them for a while. I tried to get tickets for the tur uh, the turbine hall at the Tate, but couldn't get them for that. Mm. Um, R.I.P. Betty Wright. Um, you may not know Betty Wright, but uh, she had a song called Shura Shura, and Clean Up Woman was another one. Um, always liked uh, Betty Wright. I've and, heard of Clean Up Woman. Yeah, um, I mean, really, we should give more time to to little Richard than a uh, quick like yeah, poor yeah, little I've Richard. I've got a few to get through, but the final one was uh, R.I.P. Dave Greenfield from the Stranglers. Um, yeah, that's. Um, I was I was thinking the other day one of an, another early and another free concert I got to see mm. um, was Patty Smith, um, and again it was half empty, and yeah. the Stranglers were the support band. And it was um, it was quite fun. It, it was um, more significant thinking about it than than I thought about at the time because there was a lot of sort of I don't know people with long hair there, but there was a few sort of people who got sort of short and sort of sort of proto punks in the audience. There was only a small handful, but I remember going to this concert thinking this they look interesting, mm. and I saw the Stranglers. And they were never punks. I mean, but um, oh, because no. partially because Dave Greenfield's uh, keyboards sort of, you know, yeah. swept through it. But yeah. uh, when I I actually read Morris's um, biography, uh, autobiography, a few years ago, and he was at the same concert because it was a Sunday night in in Birmingham, and he missed his last train, and he had to spend the night on the platform. Oh, lovely. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, and the f last one. Um, this uh, applies to more sort of people from the UK than other ones. Uh, I've slumped back on Facebook, I'm afraid, because I've got nothing else to do with my time. And I found a Facebook group, and it's really good. Mm. And the name of the group is One Pound Music Auction, and it's the <laughs> this, the 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 character one. The symbol one pound, yeah, and type that in, yeah, and it's sort of subverting eBay and Discogs because the idea is you put um, you can put a piece of music, uh, a CD, you can put an album, a bit of music memorabilia even um, on, but you start at a pound and the increments go up a pound, and. Right. Nobody get nobody at the end. There's no Mister eBay or there's no Mister Discogs taking a cut taking a cut out of him anything. So what the seller sort of puts it on for and what you get, um, they get the entire money. And I've bought quite a lot because it's fairly cheap. And well, I've just gone on it now, and the yeah. first thing that's come up is the damned, the shadow yeah. of love, one yeah. pound. Yeah, it's it's not particular. A lot of it is not my my bag, but um, I've picked up a couple of things, and there's some. Um, there was a guy, and he it was either road crew or or he worked in a, a sort of venue, mm. and he was selling all band these band T-shirts. Well, you must have been a fat kid because it was all XL, XL but uh, you know. Excuse but was... me, I take an XL. I'll fat get <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. 
now this was triple XXL, I think, but um, but it got all these sort of yeah heavy metal sort of uh, yeah. band names on the back, and and no, it's it's really worth supporting. So yeah, um, yeah check it out if you if you yeah. want to. It's uh, it's a good alternative to Mister eBay, really. Oh, yeah, anything's a good and, alternative to that. Yeah, yeah, and that's about it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you kindly, and <laughs> God bless you, little Richard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did he die of the virus, or was it? No, just... I think it. I, I, I could be wrong, but I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was cancer, but I. He was I'm quite old, not... though, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hmm. but. Um, to be honest with you, I actually thought that he'd already passed. Quite a few people stated that. Yeah, I did really. Yeah. 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 But he got a he got a couple of second wins, didn't he, during his career? Uh, he used popped up in films now and again. Yeah. And, didn't they uh, all? He was, a, he, was a, he was a preacher as well for a while, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, didn't he? He's married a few people, hasn't he? Somebody I can't well, remember who it was. That it was some, some famous couple that he married. I wouldn't well. mind getting married, but yeah, yeah, I could have done that. Yeah. Perhaps he married Michael Jackson and Bubbles the Chimp, I'm thinking of. I could be confused <laughs> here, I'm not sure. Yeah. So we come uh, to an end of another another uh, sound check show. And I've got to go and research crooners now. You've got to go and listen to crooners. So, uh, yeah. so as you probably already know, but I, Dave will shout at me if I don't tell you again. You can look at our website, which is always a numerical 60, so at www60 minutes with. We're on Twitter at 60 minutes with and Instagram at 60 minutes with. And could you also, uh, if you need to buy anything through Amazon, please consider buying it through our website. We have affiliate links for Amazon UK and CD Keys. Basically, what it means is that if you buy sort of a CD that's 15 quid, we get 1p. <laughs> and over time, this money accumulates and it helps us pay for the hosting of the podcast because there's so many of us, none of us get paid anything and we Dave pays for everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, we don't um, keep your details. We know we don't know what you've bought. All we get is the one. We might thing. laugh at you, yeah. <laughs> we might, you well, that. we would do if we knew, <laughs> but we don't get to see no. what you buy. But you know, Not every good. little bit helps. And the other thing is, um, if you look on the website, there's also a page that you can leave us a review on. Have you left us a review, Steve, on the website? Because you need to. I could leave myself one. Yeah. You could leave yourself. Leave Well, you could leave yourself one because um, you can leave reviews on iTunes. But so many people, it's so convoluted to try. And, you know, you've got to sign into iTunes, you've got to find the podcast, you've got to find the button to click to leave the review. Well, on our website, and a lot of websites do this now, you can actually directly leave a review of sixty minutes with in general or a particular show, but um. If we have reviews on our website, we can direct people to those reviews and that enables us to get more people to do interviews with us. It also helps companies approach us to give prizes away. For instance, a, a record company got in touch with us today. You know, that could end up with us having prizes to give away to you. 
and you know your review shows companies that we're quite good at what we do when we are aren't we steve we're wonderful we're wonderful yes more guests more prizes and more cake for tina <laughs> <laughs> so until the next time with some crooners does it do i say crooner properly it's working for me, actually. Is it? I was going to say because because I've got you, a bit a bit of a Welsh accent. Do you think of crooner, crooner? Yeah. So until we're back with crooners, which probably will be in a couple of days because we're absolutely bored shitless sitting at home, uh, aren't yeah. we, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> and we're to Bing. Yeah. Oh no, no. I'm telling you now, no Bing Crosby. I'm. I'm seriously. You're not allowed, but oh god, you're gonna pick Bing Crosby, aren't you? He was horrible, Bing Crosby, because his daughter, his daughter was in in Dallas, Mary Crosby, and I remember reading it. I love Dallas. You know the TV show with Jr. and Sue Ellen and all that. So she shot Jr. Mary Crosby. Should have shot Bing. She should have shot Bing. Bing we can't even speak now. I think I need a cup of tea, Stephen. <laughs> so it's goodbye from me. And ba 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 boo from me. <laughs> Did you just say yabba dabba do? <laughs> yabba <laughs> <laughs>